dear fellow wanderers and explorers. Welcome to this episode of the Pearl Dialogues. My name is Wazi, and together with Elin, I host this podcast. And it is a podcast where we explore the nature of reality. And that happens within the context of the Diamond Approach, which is a school that explores the depth of human existence and our human potential. For those of you who are new to this, I have created an introduction page to the Diamond Approach, which you can find on yodacommunity.org. The links will be in the show notes. And at that page, you can learn more about the school if you desire to. In this particular episode, I dive in with a Diamond Approach teacher with the name Chris. And the topic of our conversation very much revolves around the aspect of stillness, the potential we as human beings have to experience stillness in daily life and also to know ourselves as stillness. Two things I want to note. At the end of the conversation, we talk about the meditation offering that Chris and a group of teachers offers to dues-paying members of the school. If you're interested in that, you can find that on the portal. Also, at the 1st of June this year, Hamid Ali Age Almas, the founder of the Diamond Approach, will have a book talk on his new book, Non-Dual Love, in Amsterdam. I am one of the lead organizers, and I would love to see you there. If you're interested, you can also go to yodacommunity.org and find the event on that page. The link will be in the show notes. That's all I have to say, and much love. One opening question that comes to me, which is a very relevant question and a question that can be answered in many many different ways. Uh, and it's a it's a very basic question in terms of how would you describe yourself? Describe myself in the moment. It can be in the moment. It can be you as a, as a soul on this plane in this incarnation. It can be you. However, you want to answer that question. When I start with, um, I always had the feeling I somehow, somehow want to develop deeper. This is not it. I'm, I'm, I'm going for something more, which I could find in nature always. And when I, I had, uh, as a child, some spiritual openings when I was in nature, I suddenly understood what they speak about in the child's church, some sentences. So, And I kept really going for that all my life. Yeah. In the depths, this was always what I was wanting to go for in between the study political work in the beginning when i was a student and um dancing finding a husband having children that all 
sinned out this for a while, but it came back. It came back when I had found my home in the outer situation, my job, my profession, finished my studies, my trainings, and started working as a psychotherapist, psychologist. Then this deep inner search for something more that really gives me meaning, that is really lasting and makes a difference. Yeah, that was what I was going for. Hmm. So were you saying that in the initially as a young child you felt uh, in connection with the depth and you particularly in nature you had experiences spiritual openings and experiences and then for a time you focused more on being in the world and yes. then eventually the 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 search or the pursuit or the quest got reignited uh, when you yes. were a bit older, huh? Yes, quite strongly. <laughs> yeah. And when you say quite strongly, how how did that manifest for you? And, and what makes you say quite strongly? I felt a deep burning in my heart and a longing. Yeah. And... I didn't understand it. You know, I had a husband that I loved. I We had a wonderful little house. Um, I had two wonderful uh, girls. And I had the practice in my house, could work with people what I like to do. So I had that all. But... I still, or even stronger, felt this burning longing in my heart, and I didn't quite understand it. Hmm. And the, there is a German philosopher who said the deepest uh, loneliness is being lonely with a partner, something like that, you know? And I mean, I loved this man, and I felt loved by him. It was fulfilling, but it couldn't fulfill this deeper longing. Mm. And when you got in touch with that longing, what has it moved you towards? What have you following or tracing the longing from the early genesis of that longing or that when you when that longing really came into being uh, in a visceral way to 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 this day where you're at right now, what do you feel is the arc of the journey with that longing and and where what what place does that longing have in your life uh, in this moment? or in these times? Well, since quite many years, it's very, very the most important threat in my life. Yeah. 
since the seminary and afterwards. And it was what gave me strength and gave me a meaning and what helped me grow, you know. And I, I, uh, when I was uh, 18, I, I didn't know what to study. I first thought, I want to help that people like my father who died when I was 15 don't have to die so early. Yeah. And I was contemplating near his grave. It was already getting dark. Normally I'm fearful I wouldn't be on a cemetery in the evening, but I had no fear. I was contemplating and I noticed what really would have helped him was more psychotherapy, that he was kind of um, got blind by the war and uh, his heart was broken. So he would have needed something more like psychology. Yeah. So that's why I started psychology. But after a while, I noticed. This is not what really would have helped him to not be blind as a soldier in the war, a German soldier, and it wouldn't prevent war. And it's just not going deep enough. So I was really longing for something deeper, which really would make a change. Hmm. And do do you feel that longing is still there for you, or has it been changed over the years? What what do you feel about it right now? It's different. It was quite strong for some years. And then I I felt so contented and fulfilled. I still do and grateful. So much depth is available now inside. So much feeling of feeling home wherever I am. But lately somehow since last autumn and this is why I chose that Lama chant. Yeah. It it came back. It's it's a calling from the absolute and yeah, you mentioned about the horizontal realization. Yeah. And it brought me to really look back what I can change in my life to even be more connected wherever I am. And I'm still on this thread. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, and with horizontal, so before coming on, we talked about vertical expansion and horizontal expansion or vertical realization and horizontal realization where within this context 
the vertical realization is waking up to the different dimensions of consciousness, the different dimensions of being, the different aspects of existence, and exploring the universe and the vast vastness of true nature, while the horizontal is about actualizing that realization and bringing that realization into the world and into different situations of life. And from what I observe here and, and know <laughs> from the path is that um, for most people, maybe for everyone, that the vertical dimension is the one that comes first and and is more available and then the harder path somehow is to to yeah. get out into the world due yeah. to all the challenges the patterning the conditioning the environmental factors there's so many factors that makes that a very difficult uh potential to actualize mm -hmm. Um, so I just wanted to give that context for, for the listeners. And you mentioned you mentioned the absolute and you've we've talked about depth. And I, 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 I recognize that the moment I bring that up or I mention that, I notice that my attention somehow, goes into my own being and, and begins to explore explore the that depths while simultaneously words coming out of my mouth. Um, what are you sensing there? Yeah, that's a good question. It's interesting. I, I feel on... In my body, I feel, feel a sense of tranquility, and the tranquility has a pleasurable element to it. And actually, almost a bit in intoxicating, not in a wild way, but more in a subtle tranquility kind of way. And... I also noticed the, the space of stillness. I, I, I'm definitely in touch with the space of stillness and that stillness is dark. So there is a sense of darkness and... Um, what does it get you? Hmm. I would say it brings relaxation mm -hmm. and also I would say there is an element of transcendence that comes into view or that becomes apparent because this particular spaciousness, this particular stillness is, is beyond time and space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I see, I see that we're having this conversation, that everything is happening, and this dialogue is taking place, and simultaneously there is this other dimension of stillness that is completely independent of anything, really. Um, yeah. So I love it. <laughs> I just love the stillness. Mm. 
I mean, already I grew up, my father didn't want to have television and the radio, we didn't have it often or put on. And we were singing a lot and we lived like eight meters from the forest. So in the evening, I always listened to the trees outside, the wind in the trees, the deep, deep faraway sounds. We have two words in German. One is uh, lauschen, that is when you listen into the silence for subtle, subtle hints of what you notice there, subtle hints, yeah. And that is a different word than listening in Germany. And this is what I love, listening into the sound of silence. How how would you say that that love for listening and the love for silence manifests in your life? How does that come to expression, that love you feel? Yeah, very practical. When you asked for a song, uh, I really had to go to my old CDs and look uh, what I liked. Because normally I don't have um, music. I like music sometimes when I drive in the car longer distance. But mostly it's silent here. And I love in the moment it's raining to listen to the rain. I just love that silence. And when, when I'm, when my patients in the end, when they leave, they often say two things about what they loved in our sessions. And one is they loved the silence in between and that they could be just signed with me. And the other is, and this has also grown in the work, it's a different topic, that I spoke truth. I'm not uh, just nice, easy being, you know. I, I love the truth. And since quite some years now, it's just coming out, and I, I, I say to them, but I just pushed you a little bit in the buttocks, that's how we say in German, yeah. yeah. And they said, yes, and nobody is doing that. And I really love that, because it's true. Yeah. So both sides. Yeah. I resonate with that, what you're sharing. I see a red t-shirt. 
Yeah, I do have a red t-shirt. <laughs> Starkly red. <laughs> Extremely red. Um, and something that, you know, it just comes to mind is this balance of supporting people, but also daring to challenge when that is appropriate and how that is so necessary for growth, is so necessary for continuous awakening, it's so necessary to mirror for mirroring and to for us to, for gaining further self-knowledge is a great service really that when one can um you know it's an act of service to challenge obviously in a way that is appropriate for the situation and the being that one is with but there's so much value in in yeah you know the the, the boot up the buttock <laughs> to use your phrase huh? <laughs> yes that's what they say and i really had to learn that to trust that because the first times when i said something I felt fear, oh, that was too strong, and this woman is pregnant, and how could you say that? And I I wanted to call, but I always got some guidance that it's okay not yeah. to call. And I asked in the next session um, how it was when I said that. And they said, it's true, it's just true. It was just right. Yeah. So, but I needed to learn to trust that it was coming out of my mouth at a certain point in the work. And I felt like that, you know. Hmm. How does guidance manifest for you? Quite different. In that case, where was this pregnant woman? Um, that is not, I think that's not the typical guidance how I experience it in my inquiries. But um, the evening when I went, went home from the practice and I was chewing on that, oh, was that too hard? I went to a shop to buy something and I bought a newspaper which normally a big newspaper normally I don't have time to read that and I was wondering why I bought it but I bought it and when I was sitting there after dinner still chewing on oh should I call her and explain her more or whatever I was turning the pages around without really reading. And then I stopped, there was a huge picture and it was such a precious guidance for me, you know. There was um, over, over such a big place in the newspaper was a kind of mandala. And underneath they wrote, this tiny little fish, it's only like this, can't see the beauty of that, but he does this to put in his uh, his ex, uh, her ex, yes. And around that is a little, tiny little wall of sand, so the the eggs are protected. So that was my answer. <laughs> mm. 
it was really touching me and you, wow, no worry. This was synchronicity. I get goosebumps when I speak about it. Yeah. I definitely feel the impact uh, of what you're sharing and also how the guidance came through a newspaper. And essentially, I mean, you intu intuitively, you were led to buy that newspaper and in that newspaper was a message. I didn't quite get exactly what the image was about. So I, I heard a mandala, I heard a fish. A mandala, do you know a mandala? Yeah. yeah. So it, it was a round, beautiful yeah. picture with different patterns in it, yeah. very beautiful. And around on the corner, there was a tiny, it was painted by the, the back part of a fish in the sand, deep down on the ground of the ocean okay. to protect the, the eggs. Mm, you see. know, when, when, when they are giving out the eggs, they don't want them to be uh, drawn away by the streaming. Yeah. So, and there was a little wall of sand, very small. Yeah. So, and that said, this is how the eggs are protected. Wow. Interesting. Wow, that's a very original picture, <laughs> a very unique picture. I've never seen anything like that. No. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's really touching. Yeah. Wonderful. So you came into the Diamond Approach in the 96, yeah? Yeah. And we've been speaking about silence and stillness. What is your sense experience, perception, when it comes to the topic of death and dying? Death touches me deeply. It's something very true. And often when I experienced um, a patient where something, somebody died close to this person. I love our sessions. There was such a depth and such a truth there beyond the words. It just, just speaking about death transmitted that. I always experienced that so deeply. And I went to different death retreats with Buddhist teacher and with Hamid years ago in San Francisco. So yes, it's a depth, what I love. And I just was in the sleep yoga retreat for Samit. I think it was last weekend. Mm. And in the night, um, in the deep sleep where we are not dreaming, it's like a little dying. 
That's why children always have fear to fall asleep. Because it's total surrender, total dissolving. And when you wake up and you are really refreshed, this comes from the phase of the deep sleep. I understood something more about it from this retreat lately. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And the summer retreat will be this year in Eindhoven about death, dying. Yeah. And for the listeners, so Hamid A.H. Almas, the founder of this approach, is holding a retreat in, in the Netherlands, Netherlands and the States as well this summer about death, dying, living, death, dying and beyond. Uh, something like that, huh? Um, yeah. 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 I have a I have a question that is completely a completely different completely different topic. But I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he was saying that his sense is that women have a particular unique form of guidance or intuition that is different to, the, to that of men. That there is a difference between men and women, not in terms of diamond guidance or like the depth guidance from true nature, but what do you, have you contemplated at all? Like that, what you see as the like primary differences between men and women? Well, for example, when I was pregnant, I mean, I opened up for another being inside of me, and there is no boundary in between. And that really had an influence on, I felt so close to other pregnant animals. I remember I was on a walk with my sister, and uh, I saw a pregnant cow on the meadow, and my sister was talking and talking and talking nonsense. <laughs> and I felt so closely related to the cow because she was experiencing the same mystery, wonder, opening. And I couldn't look the news in the television because I realized the soldiers are sons of mothers. So the opening and the love and the letting go of boundaries, and you know love is melting the boundaries away. So I often, yeah, for example, my younger daughter, she always had um, strong pain, uh, not always, but often in her belly. I don't know how, how they call it. There is a little thing where sometimes an inflammation can happen and often uh, children get operated then a little 
uh, scroll here. And um, the doctor always said, you have to take care with her. But normally when I was shaking her legs softly, that helped and she could fall asleep again and everything was good. And one evening I came home late and um, this daughter looked at me and in her eyes, uh, she, she complained about the pain and in her eyes, something was different. My husband didn't see it. He was there all the evening. He didn't take it serious. But I saw a little stronger, I don't know the English word, like, um, oh, please, you know, like, oh, it was really, she was pressed to get help inside. And I saw that in her eyes. I called the doctor. She was still there in the practice. I went there and they had an emergency operation Friday evening at 10.15. So that was guidance and I think it was this special kind of deep merging love between mothers and children. Mm. But I won't say men can't have it, that's not true. But it needs this special merging love for me. Mm. Globally nowadays, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to go deeper into this and I, I really hear your story and, and, and that connection, that merging love connection and how special that is for you. Um, in the global landscape, there is a lot of changes happening in terms of, you know, women, men, the roles of women, the roles of men and binary uh, you know, there's so much going on in that landscape. Have you, do you have any either perspective, opinion, perception on that in terms of how, in terms of what is happening? And also, do you have any particular views on what you see for yourself, what the role, that there is a distinct role, you know, between men and women? How do you see that? Uh, that landscape. Well, for me, it's different. There are men where this female side, the anima, we call it, is developed, really developed, more than in some women. Like the Dalai Lama, he's very open to that side. Mm. I mean, Hamid, feels very male to me, but also he's totally open for this love. So I, I think it really depends how open they are and love plays a special role here because love is, when you come into the boundless dimensions, the first boundless dimension is universal love divine love, and it helps to melt the boundaries. It's melting boundaries. 
Well, and globally, my feeling is um, mostly in the world we have lost the depth. The religions don't play a true good part anymore in societies. A lot of disturbance, a lot of disappointment, and people leave the church here in Europe a lot. But there is, they didn't go for an alternative which really connects them to the truth and to the depth. And for me, this is really missing. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I see. I, I see what you're saying, and and I resonate with that observation. Um, and I think men would need more really good true role models, you know, in politics and in the church or wherever, that they can really uh, feel a longing for to develop that in themselves instead of going for fake strengths. Women too. When I see all this plastic lips and all that, you know. <laughs> the plastic it's pumped up or something. <laughs> yeah, Botox, stuff like that. Yeah. What are you curious about? What else? Right now, primarily, I, I feel that I'm exploring the stillness. That's that's kind of what's what's primary, and I feel that the stillness is a is a living aspect of our conversation, and the fact that you you have a deep love for that and appreciate it um, moves me to meet you in that stillness. Yes, you keep coming back to it.
Is there a place where do you sense it in your body? It feels quite equally distributed throughout my field. Yeah, equally distributed, I would say. How is it for you? Deep, deep down in the universe, no more in this body. But the sound of the stillness is, like you say, everywhere. And did I hear you when you said, deep down in the universe, beyond this body, or there is no body? What did you say? There is... Um, there is a field yeah. sitting. And I still, I mostly sense this inner channel. Yeah. Um, going deep, deep down into the earth and through the earth. I don't know where it's ending. Hmm. So this is what I mostly being with. My inner, however I call it, center lies. And when you in this in this episode in this dialogue, when you speak, and the movements of your body with your hand, where do you feel? Do you feel that your attention is primarily in that column of stillness? Has it been that throughout our conversation? Or is it shifting from being more in the dynamism, in the expression, and then going backwards into the stillness and the depth? What's 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 do you what do you see? On the deeper level, it's always there. And it's like uh it's it's like putting me back, drawing me back, like an anchor, always drawing me back. When I spoke about this uh, experience with the newspaper and this big photo there, um, I felt quite excited and more up here, but immediately, the moment I close my mouth, it's there. And would you say that there is a sense of absorption in that? Or how would you describe your, I don't know, your soul's relationship with that stillness? The moment there is really absorption fully in meditation, 
that samadhi. Yeah. And like in the moment, what I notice it's it's in my sacrum, <laughs> and from there going deeper. But the only thing that I notice in my body is this channel, and especially always the sacrum. Somehow that has accompanied me all my life. So it's like, you know, like this um, <clears throat> anchor. It's <clears throat> when I moved away, it's getting me back. It's how it is for me. And what quality do you notice there? So the quality it it it, it is um, if I were to say one quality that comes to me is warmth and I would also say that there is doesn't have many features um At the same time, I'm wondering if it's also bringing to surface, I mean, this, uh, the field that we're in and, uh, and also the, the awareness of this stillness, I can also notice a layer of pressure on the surface of my body. So I'm wondering if it's illuminating uh, some structure in my in my soul some, <laughs> some kind of structure that has uh, an element of pressure yeah is it all over the body or just certain parts primarily the face and <laughs> and a bit on on on, on the chest yeah. I, 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 I really feel the invitation to surrender and let go. And then I notice how my mind is also aware of 
the fact that this is an episode and that moving completely into the stillness would mean <laughs> is going to totally uh, away somehow, totally um, in, in some sense I would have to leave the idea and the notion that we're doing something here. <laughs> we're doing a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, a, with a little snack of stillness inside. A little snack. Delicious snack. Yeah. Very good. But yeah, I'll definitely bring this, continue to be with this as as I flow into my day. Um, yeah. In your own journey with this, you say that you experience yourself as a column, and that's primarily what you experience about of your body. And within that context, would you say that there is an, a total absence of resistance, defenses, and structure? No, it's, uh, in the everyday life, there are moments when there are resistances. I think natural, just from through somebody is uh, in the street going like that, and I have no place or so, then I <clears throat> feel like that or whatever. I mean, and what, what I, about in this moment? How do you feel about that in this moment? No, uh, it, I was just following your thread that um, I noticed I could sink deep into the stillness. Yeah. And I would love it. But I took that serious, what you said. We have a job here to do it. We yeah. are in the world and mm, you are curious about some things and the people who listen are curious about more. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Um, yeah. So how about we listen a bit to the, to the song you sent? I haven't listened to it yet. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful.
Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that chant. And you earlier said that you've been engaged with Buddhism uh, throughout your years. So for, for you, does that chant carry any particular meaning? Do you simply enjoy it? What do you feel coming through? What comes through for you with that chant? Uh, what comes through for me is the love for the depth and the warmth in that. For me, that is the absolute in this song. And I just love to listen to it. And somehow there is... Um, Sometimes there is a smell in it of something very old, what I, from very good old times. I don't know when. And that is the threat to this too. Wonderful. Love for the depth. Mm. Keeps coming back, love for the depths and stillness and love also. In terms of your availability as a private teacher, do you have any groups going, practically speaking? Um, I know that you do some meditations that people can plug into. What, how could people potentially connect? Uh, what's, what's happening for you that you could share with the audience? Um, I take uh, private students. I have some I mostly do video sessions, so I have people from England, Ireland, Northern Europe, and um, I'm assisting and having small groups, not every time, but often in the Davokov in Munich from its German-speaking group because I'm situated in Garmisch-Partenkirchen here, which is in the south of Germany, a ski resort here. Hmm. So um, it's a bit further away. That's why I mostly give the online session. Yeah. And these uh, morning meditations, are open for everybody who is in a group or has uh, private sessions. They can join it. There is a link to the meditation and every morning between 8 and 8.30 is the meditation. Then me or one of the colleagues, we read a poem. And then we open up breakout sessions for people who want to inquire. And it's closed shortly before nine o'clock. Many people really appreciate it from all over Europe because it's a support to sit with other students. Wonderful. And that is 8 a.m. Central. Yes. European time. Right. Mm -hmm. And this happens Monday to Friday, every day? 
every day. Okay. Every day of the week, Monday to Friday, uh, every day of the week. And one can find the link on the portal. Um, but, um, I can send you the link and then you can the show notes. it however you do Wonderful. it. <laughs> this is designed for dues paying members then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Is there any other last words that you want to share before we close this space? I was wondering how it is and um, it fits very true how it was for me. It's where I am in the moment. And um, yeah, a little bit my super ego is telling me wasn't it too deep for Wazi? Didn't I put too much on him with this stillness and the desert? You brought it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I, I love the depths the same way you do. So for me, uh, when people bring in depths, my, my soul celebrates. So I'm, I'm right there with you diving, you know? <laughs> Friend of the depths. Yeah, I can promise you that. <laughs> Good, no bad conscience. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. Good. Okay, so thank you for coming on, Chris. Wonderful to explore Welcome. with you, to dive with you. I really appreciate what you are doing. It's so different with different people and Everything was precious. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for doing it. Yeah. Thank you to all the listeners who listened all the way through. And yeah, catch us with the next episode. Wonderful. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.